the show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. And welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. And this week, unfortunately, we took our first L against Charlotte FC. And, uh, yeah, fairly annoying results because at the end of the day, the XG kind of favored us. But there was a fluky but uh, kind of a wonder goal a little bit in a way that, uh, yeah, an Olympico beats Brad Guzan at his far post. He gets a hand on it. And it's an early goal that we were not able to ever find an equalizer. And uh, yeah, definitely a very, very frustrating day at uh, the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. A lot of traveling fans kind of sent them home with a sour taste in their mouth. But uh, good to see that our contingency was strong in North Carolina, though. But yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's another first half start that's just a little auspicious in terms of energy levels. I mean, yes, of course, LA United, they were missing a ton of players from the spine. And uh, yeah, you know, of course, because of uh, the injuries that we suffered uh, pretty much post the last match. And so, yeah, you know, it was always going to be a little bit of a wonderment what the lineup was going to look like. And, uh, yeah, we went with a three-man back line with George Campbell coming in, uh, Alan Franco in the middle, and Miles Robinson on the right, and Lennon and Gutman as the wingbacks. And then Dom Dwyer got the start up top, while, uh, yeah, Almada and... Uh, Marcelino Moreno were those wingers and yeah I mean it's uh, whether it was maybe like two up top or they definitely interchanged a good bit but ultimately we seemed a little too passive a little bit too ponderous on the ball before we yeah really uh, got our bearings because Charlotte were pressing pretty high really unsettling us and yeah I think that's where we kind of were at fault as well. We kind of let them just kind of get into the match, and we didn't press high. And so it's one of those where, yeah, you know, they get a good start on us. They were definitely in our half a lot. And, uh, yeah, th three corners pretty much in the span of, I can't even remember, but maybe like five or six minutes, like they were putting the pressure on. And it was, uh, yeah, it was deserving, unfortunately. The, uh you know, our set pieces, our defending against those is not strong at the moment. We're a little bit all over the shop. And, uh, yeah, you know, and the Olympico, like I said at the top, undoes us here. But, yeah, Mark, any uh, any thoughts, kind of a uh, kind of big overview on this match? Um, so just real quick, uh, I know Guzan caught a lot of heat for the goal, um, and he should be expected to do better, especially getting a hand to it. Uh, but you know, that is a difficult technique. You know, you don't really see a lot of players with the ability to even get that kind of bend on it. So, um, but you also reference the XG and yeah, it did. It did favor at Lane United because like Charlotte didn't even have an XG of one. And that was, uh, that's the thing for me is that. 
Charlotte didn't do anything spectacular other than the goal, of course, right? Like, you know, they basically set up in their shape. Uh, you know, they they went through their uh, their passing sequences. And um, I mean, you know what? Like, they did put Atlanta United under pressure, but they didn't create very many chances. Mm -hmm. Things Atlanta United didn't create very many chances either. Right. And I think, uh, you know, regardless of the amount of players that were missing, uh, if I remember correctly, there was, let's see, three, four uh, current or former DPs on the field. If you count uh, Franco, Sosa, uh, Moreno, right? And of course, Amada. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, and they kind of made a point on the broadcast. And yes, of course, Charlotte signed a lot of free agents, but they've only spent $13 million in transfer fees. Mm -hmm. You know, like Elaine and I spent $60 million on Amada alone. So... Mm -hmm. You know, like I still expect a better performance. I think if this were an, an anomaly, uh, I would be less concerned. But, you know, it's been a trend. And we're now six games into the season. And pretty much there's only been one convincing performance, which was the opening day of the season. So, uh, yeah, um, as I said, after the game on Twitter, you know, disappointed, but not surprising. And I think that in itself is is the real indictment. Hmm. And I mean, it's uh, yeah. Excuses aside, I think it, the excuses are also facts as well here. That uh, you know there are a lot of chopping and changing in the current lineup, and when you have that, uh, the first game out after all those injuries, it's tough to expect the team to be able to uh, to build up that continuity and to you know, especially with players that have been out for preseason. There's definitely not a lot of continuity between all of these players in playing together. And uh, especially with Dom Dwyer up top, uh, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, figuring out that uh, that chemistry as well. But I'm going to say as well, Dom Dwyer, uh, yeah, you know, he missed a few that oh, should be at least put on on goal and it's something that man uh i think we were ruining those chances at the end of the day too uh as well as well so ronaldo cisneros he came on for dwyer uh in that second half and he definitely brought more energy the runs in behind and there was one moment where uh yeah he almost got in behind but was i think very visibly being pulled back and uh yeah was that dog so uh, I mean, I think a lot of people could argue that it was, and uh, the fact that n the ref saw nothing wrong, VAR, I mean, of course, yeah, when no card is presented, then there's not really anything to uh, to review, but, man, that is, uh, VAR is pissing me the hell off lately, uh, and, you know, uh, that <laughs> might have something to do not with just Atlanta United, but, uh, yes, definitely, uh, this weekend was... Oh, I was just highly, highly annoyed at refereeing. And I'm one that generally is not someone that complains a lot about refereeing. I mean, it's like usually it levels out a little bit. But, I mean, at the end of the day here, like, I need to see that it's leveling out. And I don't, I don't really see that because it's also, say, Marcelino Moreno, who was catching a lot of flack uh, elsewhere, uh, maybe on Twitter a lot. Uh, maybe from a, uh, a beat writer, but uh, I think unrightfully so. You know, it's something that 
yeah, he dribbles a lot, and he's going to win a lot of, uh, you know, his dribbles, but also, yeah, he's going to get tackled a lot, and I think he had a lot of shouts for some cards that were not given until way later, and uh, it was, yeah, Charlotte were allowed to disrupt our play constantly, and that's something that, yeah, this, uh, this league needs to protect the players that are skillful on the ball, because otherwise, why are they going to come here? They're, they're, they're going to realize, yeah, it's such a physical league, but they're not even going to, you know, get nay a call that is uh, not even borderline. It's like, yeah, some of these are like cynical hacks. And mm-hmm. so very much so, um, I think that's something that, yeah, uh, you know, he might be looking like he's being slowed down because he actually visibly is being slowed down by being pulled, hacked down. And there's nothing being done about it. So, okay. You know, yes, is he shooting from distance a lot? Is he finding uh, his teammates that might be open in the box? Well, that's arguable, I think. There are some times where, you know, there aren't really players in the box for him to really uh, try to find. So there is a little bit of an argument for that. But I think the positive here is that Thiago Almada uh, looks every bit of uh, that transfer fee um, yeah, he is a guy that looks like he's got the goods. He's got the vision. Uh, there was a, a ball to Ronaldo Cisneros that, oh, yeah, if he had, uh, you know, been able to. It was pretty much the one that he got pulled back on. Like, that one was sweet. Uh, you know, found Dom Dwyer a good bit uh, in some good space. I mean, it's just something that, uh, you know, there's uh, class that's oozing from his play. But, uh yeah, I mean, it, it ultimately is this. Like, LA United, they weren't clinical. Uh, they didn't have the final ball, ultimately, even though we had plenty of uh, chances in the second half, I would say. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely, at the end of the day, we... I, I would just say, yeah, we looked like uh, we're a team that has not played together very much. And, uh, yeah, it's still one of those things where uh, when you... You know, are missing a guy that like Alonzo that uh, was playing a lot. Uh, you have Sosa who's uh, starting his first match. You have uh, Franco Ibarra coming on. Um, yeah, I think it definitely looked a lot more energetic after um, you know our midfield. Uh, those two, I think they play a lot better together, Franco Ibarra and Santiago Sosa. But uh, yeah, you have any other thoughts on this match? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I don't really think that Lane United created that many uh, clear-cut chances. I think uh, still the play is a bit ponderous for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, first of all, I mean, you know, in the coming weeks, it doesn't look like we're going to get much healthier, you know, that mm-hmm. quickly. Hopefully, Arujo comes back soon and it'll make a difference. But um, I don't know. I mean, like, I just I think these uh, the issues that we're seeing in terms of like the ponderous play aren't new. So that's why I'm a little, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure the team will recover because we have the talent. But it's uh, it kind of feels like this is like maybe a three to five C team instead of a team that's gearing up for a potential, you know, run. Yeah. Uh, for a championship, so but it's still a lot of time to to get that sorted. So yeah, right. we'll and what's interesting, I mean, yeah, it's because of uh, probably you know there is the 
slight bit of luck uh, in the uh, yeah kind of dramatic wins that we've had, or at least results uh, lately, that we're still in fourth in the East, and uh, yeah, Charlotte go up to fifth with this uh, this win, and so there is that where um, you know that kind of good run in form a little bit so uh, was able to kind of uh, make this look a lot less uh, you know less of an issue but uh, yeah with a win we could have bumped up to second so I mean yeah is there a little bit of skies falling maybe but it is also yeah uh, you know is there kind of a, a style of play that we're maybe uh, lacking at the moment like what are we trying to do? I mean, do you feel like there is an identity with the side at the moment? Which, I mean, to be fair, it is also without all three of our actual current DPs being able to be on the pitch at the same time, probably for some time as well. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I'm seeing much of an identity. I mean, like, I think that... Uh, I think that Atlanta's, you know, definitely more comfortable... Uh, on the break and transition but you know it's also a case of you can't necessarily expect to be able to play that all the time and i don't know man like i just you know when you're when you have a squad value quote unquote of like over 80 million which is head and shoulders above the next team in mls i think that you know there should be you should be able to call on your depth as well and i think that if you do have a structure and an identity in place then the players that come in can at least like fill those roles a little more uh, with a little more effect. I think that is part of the issue right now is like, yeah, it's the drop off from when our best players are missing is is kind of steep. And even when they're there, it's still a little bit of a struggle. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just too. I mean, Pineda hasn't been here a full year. So, um, I, you know, I think it may be a case of he's still Im implementing his style, but uh yeah, I mean, like things just need things need to improve because uh, this, I think, is uh, is a little bit underwhelming so far. Yeah, it's probably uh, this is this is a process with uh, Gonzalo Pineda. He's definitely a guy that seems like he's here for the long term, and at least how the front right. office is kind of um, you know kind of I think uh, showing him as. Uh, you know, kind of the the long term guy in this job, and so I think, uh, yeah, you know, it's something that hopefully we do start seeing uh, some more uh, pattern of play. Something that uh, we start seeing where uh, kind of direction wise he's trying to you know bring this club, and you know, obviously we all want to see uh, you know not only swashbuckling football, but also you know, the football that's, uh, you know, we're in control of the match and not just uh, where we have to, you know, maybe smash and grab. And uh, which I feel like definitely Charlotte did to us in this match. I mean, they smashed and grabbed the this result. I mean, uh, if you look at the XG, if you look at uh, largely, I mean, yes, they were able to control us to a degree, um, but from something from the run of play, they didn't do it, and I mean, yeah, it, it was a bad mistake that undid us. So, at the end of the day, it might be an aberration, uh, but yeah, it is a tough away match, and especially coming off of those uh, those serious injuries to our uh, to our spine, I think it, it is something that's okay. You know, we'll see if this is just that aberration. 
So, uh, next up, LA United will be playing FC Cincy at the Benz on Saturday, and we'll have that preview later on in this show. But moving on into the news, and so LA United, they have announced that Jose Martinez, he will miss approximately six to eight weeks after undergoing arthroscopic surgery on Wednesday to clean out debris in his right knee. And so... Uh, yeah, he went to Pittsburgh, uh, the place where he did, of course, get the ACL surgery uh, way back when. And um, yeah, there was a re-examination and, uh, of course, there was some discomfort and in which, yeah, uh, basically, uh, yeah, you know, maybe not the worst diagnosis, but still uh, pretty much about a month and a half to two months that he will be out in also, there will be the, uh, you know, him getting back into playing shape. So that's probably about three months, probably all in all, that he would right. be out to get back into match fitness. So, uh, yeah, that makes that, what, probably July when we'll see him. Good thing is that uh, June, there's not a ton of matches. So there is uh, a little bit of maybe reprieve that we won't be missing him for a lot of games, per se, as we normally would if it was a regular kind of type of season without the world cup but uh also uh bad news was that third goalkeeper dylan castanera he suffered a ruptured achilles tendon that just makes my like oh makes my butt itch i feel like yeah. <laughs> with that uh with a ruptured achilles tendon um but yeah he had surgery on thursday and his uh, recovery will dictate his return. But uh, if you've heard maybe of uh, maybe a Braves pitcher that had to go through that, Mike Soroka, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a type of injury that is, ooh, yeah, it's probably a long time out as well. So, right. um, you know, that's unfortunate. And we'll probably have to rely heavily on Vincente Reyes and, uh, you know, Justin Garces as well from LA United 2 to maybe uh, be that third goalkeeper if anything does happen, if uh, Braguzan maybe gets a red or, you know, is out. So hopefully not, of course. But, um, yeah, you have any thoughts uh, on Jose Martinez and uh, maybe that last bit of news? Yeah, it's... Uh... It sucks. I mean, to put it to put it frankly, you know, especially with it, uh, you know, it's almost it's pretty much two years on from the uh, from the original entry. And, uh, you know, you're kind of hoping to see him uh, look more like himself, start to look more like himself. And uh, instead, you have a there's a setback, you know, and so, um, you know, of course, we could speculate. We, we there's no way anybody outside of Atlanta United is going to really know what's happening or, you know, what I guess maybe didn't go quite to plan, whether it was uh, the rehab, you know, whether it is the turf that's having an adverse uh, effect on his knee, like many, um, you know, doctors and physical therapists uh, believe. Um, but who knows? I mean, like, I just, you know, I think obviously the most prudent things to, uh, for the team to take their time with him, uh, make sure he gets back to full health. And, um, you know, it's it's early. I guess it's better that it happens in the first half of the season than the second half. But also, yeah. um, you know, we've been trying to answer this question of uh, can this team play without Joseph? And I mean, you know, they're going to have to answer it now. You know yeah. what I mean? Because 
It's also, uh, I think we do have to seriously consider the idea that Joseph may not ever be the same. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a moment of truth, I think, for the club. Yeah. And so it's that. It's like, who uh, who starts in his steed? But also, I think, you know, do we change the, uh, the profile of, or maybe, like, you know, what we're trying to do? Kind of uh, maybe more Liverpool-esque, one would say. Uh, where you have more of a false nine and then bring your wingers into the game to, uh, you know, to try to uh, have them as the actual goal scorers. I mean, Luis Araujo, that would be a good shout. And then maybe Thiago Almada maybe would be that other person that could be, uh, you know, someone that you rely on for goals and then have someone that just holds up the play and links, uh, you know, everyone together. That could be that... uh, that move, in you know, instead of maybe finding a, a top tier striker, and in case that Joseph Martinez is able to come back, uh, right. maybe that could happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, moving on from that, LA United two, Nick Formino, Eric Centeno, they were named to the USL Championship team of the week, team of the week last week. Uh, so congrats to them. Unfortunately, LA United 2, they fell 4-0 to Detroit City on Saturday night at 5th 3rd Bank Stadium. Oof, definitely not a great result at home. Uh, but yeah, Nelson Orgy made his first appearance for Atlanta while Cristiano Brulletti and Emenike Nogu made their professional debuts. So congrats to those boys. Uh, and last two bits of news, uh, injuries are kind of uh, going around uh, not only former Five Stripes, but uh, potential uh, Five Stripes of uh, yesteryear. But Ezekiel Barco, he came out of the River Plate game on the 30th due to injury, uh, and that was against Argentino's juniors. Uh, yeah, apparently Barco hyperextended his knee and he has a tear in his right biceps femoris muscle. Uh, yeah, Oof, that sounds painful, but uh, hopefully he does recover soon. Uh, yeah, hyperextending of knees. Oof, I, oof. Yeah, talk about another uh, type of... Uh, Type of injury that makes your uh, makes your butthole tighten. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, it's uh, sorry for the this second consecutive reference of that. But it's uh, it's just how I think most people feel this. They just maybe can't vocalize it. But it's just like uh, ugh. anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up is uh, Lataro Gianetti. I don't know if uh, most people would recognize or remember this guy, but uh, yeah, that Belez Sarsfield player, that defender that we almost signed, but we ins- we signed Alan Franco instead. But Giannetti, uh, he failed his medical, uh, and essentially, yeah, it prevented him from being able to uh, finalize that move. And unfortunately, he has done his cruciate ligaments in his left knee as well, and he'll miss the rest of the season, most likely. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we missed a bullet there. That's... Uh, Definitely uh, something that we knew when we uh, saw that uh, that medical. So definitely, hopefully not. Uh, yeah, like it's something that we, yeah, I think we uh, heeded the right advice here. But I uh, hope he recovers well. That is, yeah, obviously we all know how tough that injury is. So uh, that does it for the news, but it gets us into the match preview. And on Saturday, FC Cincy at 6 p.m. at the Benz. 
yeah, I mean, a team that's, uh, yeah, playing a little bit better than maybe uh, in the years past, but uh, definitely a team that uh, offensively and attack-wise are very strong. Luciano Acosta uh, definitely is a guy that uh, is a danger man that we need to keep all our eyes on. And uh, Bren Vasquez also, you know, former five-stripe, has been leading the league in goals. He's got five goals, tied for first, and one assist in six games. And Acosta, he's got one goal and two assists. And he's got 23 key passes, tied for first in six games. Uh, thank you to Mark for putting that together. But, uh, yeah, also, uh, though, I mean, from... Uh, Kind of last season, uh, key departures were Joe Giao and then also Kamaleo Makatjo. Uh, uh, but the key acquisitions, of course, Alec Can, who is our former backup keeper. And uh, yeah, he's been playing every game for them pretty much. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, that back line is not saving him. Uh, whether he's looked good or not. I mean, that back line is leaking goals for him, and uh, unfortunately, he is too. But uh, Raymond Gaddis also, uh, out of retirement, he rejoined uh, his former coach, Pat Noonan, at uh, FC Cincy here. So definitely uh, a team that has uh, some firepower up top, whether we can take advantage of their kind of frailties in defense we shall see but uh yeah in terms of the predictions from sports writers they definitely have them uh kind of in and around that wooden spoon territory and so yeah i think it's a team that we probably should beat so getting into that uh what it might look like for the squad that will be playing them that starting 11 so guzan between the six i don't think you take them out no matter what uh you know kind of the error is anyway it's just like yeah uh unless you really are trying to maybe send a message or something but it's yeah this is the captain of the squad is yeah hard pressed that i see um you know he's gonna be taken out so goose between the sticks uh who's your back line though and what is it going to be? Five man, three man, four man? Yeah, I think we uh, return to the four man. Uh, you know, I think especially at home um, against a team, like you said, that, you know, they should probably be looking for three points. Uh, so I think Hernandez returns to the side. He actually didn't play at all last week, which I think that's the first game that he hasn't appeared in, um, if, uh, if I have that correctly. Uh, and then Robinson Franco and uh, Gutman, I think. Uh, you know, retain their spot. So I think Campbell misses out uh, mm. this week. Just, you know, just just because. Not, not anything to do with his play necessarily. But, yeah. uh, you know, as we've talked about, I think that, you know, if you're going with a center-back pair, I think the first-choice pair is Robinson and Franco. Yeah. And I don't doubt you on that. But, uh, yeah, my first choice here, although Robinson didn't really have the best match uh, this previous match actually like there were a lot of cheap giveaways his touch wasn't quite there um, and yeah there was a little bit of just uh, not quite uh, kind of the Miles Robinson that we know um, yeah kind of supporting the he's unfortunately I think out of form a little bit and um, yeah right. but I think yeah he's the uh, you know he's the out and out starter uh, I actually have Campbell as uh, the other guy. I think it was pretty telling that Franco was the first, you know, player off in terms of in the back line. 
So, sure. uh, you know, I think, yeah, George Campbell, he's, uh, yeah, been earning his minutes. And so I think he, uh, you know, gets that start here. Gutman as well for me at left back, of course. Lennon uh, is that right back for me. Uh, I think Ronald Hernandez has to kind of earn it at this point. Like Lennon has been, uh, yeah, creating a lot of chances from right back. And so definitely uh, I think he persists there. Now into midfields, I think, uh, yeah, maybe he's match fit or maybe he's not, but uh, I think Abara uh, gets the start and Santiago Sosa as well. Uh, them two, like I said at the top of the show, uh, seem to have that uh, that chemistry. And uh, yeah, I think them two will uh, be tasked with a good amount of having to track a lot of Luciano Acosta. But uh, yeah, what about you? Who's uh, who's in midfield for you? Um, I think uh, it's going to be so sensated. Um, and so yeah, obviously four two three one. Um, I yeah, I'm not sure if uh, Ibarra would be necessarily entrusted to start this one because he's still working his way back. I could see him definitely making an appearance. And also, I think. Um, and with it being the midfield too, I think uh, the sa- the discipline of Sadich would be preferred in this case. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, uh, yeah, definitely yellow cards. Uh, yeah, they will accumulate uh, between the both of those two in Sosa and Ibarra. Um But yeah, I mean, I think uh, we'll need that. We'll need that steel uh, in midfield for uh, a strong attack. So, uh, but into the attacking midfielders then who do you got uh so yeah i have lennon uh at right wing uh moreno in the middle or you know what no i think almada will be in the middle and uh moreno on the left i mean you know as we know they interchange uh but i think moreno will spend maybe a little more time on the wing uh dribbling at people Whereas uh, Amada, he seems a little bit more of a natural, uh, you know, dictating the game, connecting, that sort of thing. So um, I think uh, Amada will spend more time in his, uh, what I believe to be his most natural position, which is number 10. Hmm. Oh, wait. And so who did you have uh, for right wing? Lennon. Lennon. Okay. Yeah. So uh, interesting, interesting. But yeah, I will uh, I will have Jake Mulraney at the right wing uh, cutting in on his left. And, uh, yeah, Moreno, I think, yeah, definitely is more suited on that left side, I think, at the moment as a that guy who's running at that uh, the right back. I think, uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. should uh, suit that well, as well as your point there with Almada. That, yeah, he's pulling the strings, at least uh, definitely last match as well. Uh, you know, he's making things happen, and I think, uh, yeah, he's that guy that um, we'll be relying on to make the majority of our chances here uh now up top yeah i think it's ronaldo cisneros who's definitely i think uh with those different types of runs especially the running in behind uh mm-hmm. yeah i want to see more of almada and cisneros play together because i think uh i think that's just preferred in my in my mind those uh balls in behind those early yeah. balls those uh that's how i want to see us play and those are the like, mm-hmm. for me those best chances um, you know, I'm not a Route 1 type of, uh, you know, football fan. I am not, you know, too keen on, uh, on you know, that style. And so I think this is something that's, uh, you know, hopefully Ronaldo Cisneros, 
Is match fits and can, uh, you know, well, I think it's maybe this. He'll at least start the match and, um, right. you know, maybe one of the other strikers kind of spells him after that. But what do you think? Yeah, and then, you know what, uh, I, I agree. And um, I think that this will be a theme with the striker position in general where, you know, different guys will be given opportunities and you kind of have to grab it. And so, you know, so far we've seen Don Dwyer get a chance. We've seen uh, Jackson Conway uh, get a chance. And quite frankly, I mean, I, I'm sure for you as well as me and a lot of other people, Cisneros made an impression in that in those 30 minutes or so that he got. So, um, yeah, I would love to see him get the start. I think that... Um, with especially with Joseph out, he's probably our most physically capable striker, right? Mm -hmm. That combination of size and speed. Mm -hmm. um, he's got, I think he's what, 25 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got a little bit of, um, he's in the prime of his career. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would love to see him get the start. And, you know, just, just somebody has to, has to make it theirs. Uh, yeah. while Joseph is out and uh, you know maybe it's not just the scoring goals or expecting to score like Joseph but um, doing those things like making the runs you know working hard off the ball holding up the ball and so on um, definitely need an impact from that striker position because I think that'll go a long way towards the the attack looking better and the team looking better yeah and definitely, yeah, he brought that energy and that pace, uh, especially going after lost causes, too. He was able to right. save a ball from going out uh, for a goal kick and right. kicked it back into play, uh, or not back into play, but kicked it into play uh, further uh, further back. And so that definitely was something that uh, you know, kept our, uh, our possession going, and that was something that caught my eye. And, you know, those runs in behind... Yes, hopefully more of that. But let's get into this score prediction then. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Um, I think this one's going to be a struggle. Um, I think it's going to be 1-1. Uh, and this is in part because, uh, as you kind of mentioned, Cincinnati is playing a little better than they normally do. Um, yes, they've lost their last two games. But keep something to note, they didn't play this weekend. So they're going to be coming in on two weeks rest. I think... Uh, I think they tend to give Atlanta United trouble at home because, you know, of how they're naturally going to play. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it'll be a lot of, uh, we'll see a lot of Atlanta United um, or a lot of Cincinnati rather bunkering in and and potentially Atlanta United passing the ball around looking for, you know, looking and trying to probe. So, um, you know, I also don't think we're going to be a lot healthier uh, than we were this past weekend. So, yeah, I think probably maybe won't have enough for three points. Um, so I, I think it's going to be one, one. Yeah. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think the attack is going to be something that will be, uh, actually on show in this match. I think it will be a two, two draw. Uh, Luciano Acosta, always a thorn in our side Ooh. and hopefully he's not, but I have a feeling he will be. And yeah, I think he might have a part to play in both of those goals for them. And a motivated Brandon Vasquez. Oof. Yes. Yeah, who's in good form. Uh, I'm, yep. I am a, a bit concerned. And that's also why I think George Campbell should start in this match. Uh, because, yeah, you have a unit in uh, Brandon Vasquez, but also a unit in George Campbell. His, uh, okay. his own daddy calling him Daddy Longlegs on Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I think very much so uh, he will be a guy that... Uh, will be called upon and uh, will have a lot to do in this match. But 2-2, uh, 1-1, what do you think? Let us know in the comments below. 
And that pretty much does it for the entire show, except for the question of the day. The question of the day is, well, a lot of people are very upset at Braguzan and upset at the uh, perceived errors that he's made recently or in past uh, in yesteryear. But what should we do about Braguzan? Should we, uh, you know, should we try to have his uh, his heir apparent in the squad immediately? Should we uh, look to, you know, maybe replace him in the offseason? What do you think? Let us know in those comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Oh.